the last one, first last one of the post-season, where we we made it. We're in the playoffs. Sunderland beat Preston North End 3-0. Yeah. So, yay. Um, today, I have Mr. Dov, Mr. Cabby, and Mr. Paul Wilson. Good evening. Good evening, fellas. Oh, so we've got a nice little semi-structure for this. We're going to talk about the Preston game and then pretty much our Wait, hopes for the playoffs. So, <laughs> so don't give me a trade secret stuff. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, first and foremost, I think we'll talk about the first half of that Preston North End game because there was a lot of... Ooh... Debbie Downers, shall we say? Especially if you looked at the social media at halftime and going, it's not good yeah. enough, it's not good enough. But the game's not won in the first half, lads, is it? Um, it's it's how you come out in second half. I think we did it perfectly tactically to Mowbray's like, game plan. I think the first half, don't upset the apple cart, don't piss off Preston because it'll come out guns blazing. And um, second half, turn on the switch. And and yeah, just show you what you show you what you made of, and we made of free goals apparently <laughs> from, from pretty much um, consistent direct pressure. This the the free goals were scored within a eleven minute window after the the halftime whistle. So yeah, I think game plan wise, Tony Mowbray got it right. I, I just had a feeling we were gonna have things go our way, but that's not the same. For you, is it, Cabby? You were a little bit more pessimistic, shall we say. Yeah. What? <laughs> Sorry? So I was, you, I was... Just repeat, I, you were breaking up a little bit there. You're, you were very pessimistic about our chances on Saturday during the pressing game, especially in that first half and in the half-time break. Um, you just thought... I don't know. Let, let me, you, what were you, you thinking? Did you notice I got the? Did you, did you notice I got the? Um, one hundred percent right. The scoreline. Yes, you did. You did. But you also said yeah. the the results uh, elsewhere weren't going to go our way. So. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I mean, especially even more so when Millwall were three one up. <laughs> uh, and um, just before half time, Coventry were up as well, so that would have cemented our position. But. Um, Final day of the season, we were the only team in that playoff push that actually won their game, by the way. Um, no, that's true, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, West Brom lost. Uh, Blackburn beat Millwall, thank you very much, but because we won, um, it wasn't enough for them either. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's a lot of our next two, three weeks of potential Premier League hopes to, to thank on the Blackburn Backburn um, team, especially... Oh, what was his name again? Bereton Bereton Diaz, yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah his his free 2 goal to get them back in it was just, yeah. He scored two, didn't he? <laughs> he did score two in the second half, but that, that the first one I'm talking about was just like a absolute gut punch to Millwall's hopes. Um, yeah, but we're here to talk about Sunderland. First and foremost, so Dov, what, what did you catch of the game? Because I know you you jumped off halfway through um, our stream. Uh, I I was listening to your stream, the majority of it, and I was like kind of keeping up with it on Google. So, mm-hmm. so you didn't? Yeah. Have you watched the, Have you watched the highlights back though? At least I did I watch the highlights. Yeah, yeah, I did watch the highlights. So <laughs> from what you saw of of that, obviously the highlights are very um. <laughs> very selective on what, what it shows what was your thoughts on the performance um I think the performance was good I think from what I saw the first half was kind of a bit a bit like ping pong it was kind of back and forwards okay. um but from from what I did see looked like the lads had a pretty strong pretty strong game um the goals were bloody phenomenal that mm-hmm. in Ahmed shot was Bloody gorgeous. Pritchard was really well placed. Uh, Clark had a really nice cut in, put it in the corner, and yeah. Um, 
passing was, from what I said, was decent. Mm -hmm. um, again, I can only say <laughs> what I saw. What you saw, yeah, from, yeah. Like the three minute highlight video. Um, yeah, it seemed like you seemed like you did well. I agree. We did do very, very well. Um, Paul, what were your thoughts on the game, mate? Because you were there, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was. I was. Oh, voice break. Bless you, mate. Hello, Mickey. I was actually right at the very back of the stand as well. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, is that are you blaming your voice break there, or just on the the celebrations at the game? Yes. <laughs> Great excuse. <laughs> so uh, you got experience the full whack of it. Um, I was saying in the first half, is the game being affected by the two sets? Is the game being affected by the weather at all? Was it was it being slowed down quite a lot by the rain, um, or do you think that that was just? We'll see where we go in half time and see where we're at. What what was the impressions you got in the grounds? I would say probably um, go in the second half, uh, see where we go. But uh, I was actually nervous first half, especially you know when they had the chance. Uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. Actually score mm -hmm. when they were broke through one on one. Yeah, because uh, well, Bowers will tell you. Uh, I always keep shouting. Um, uh, someone keep going back, keep going back to your goal, man. Stop, uh, stop them going in. Yeah. Okay. So that was an edgy moment. You had your arsehole like a rabbit's nose. <laughs> um, I, I, I also have got to kind of tone down a little bit on my uh, swearing, apparently, because uh, YouTube says I'm not suitable for some advertisers. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so that's the first off, mate. When they were shooting towards the Sunderland fans, I just, I, I don't know, like, coming out, you could see that there was a change in it. Um you obviously Pritchard coming on at half time changed the game up massively. Um, do Do you think that was a um, a wise choice based on what you've seen on the first half? Did you want to continue to see what you were seeing more of, just being with a little bit more clinical, or did you think an, an absolute necessity of a change was needed? I actually think it was the right change because, uh, well, the second half, well. Half time, I actually said to Bowers, and that I think Tony Mobile will make a change. And I actually thought that was actually the right change he done. To be honest, I, oh no, I hundred percent agree. It was it was the right change. Um, I think that's always easier to say in hindsight. But um, I don't know. I I can't. I kind of felt like if we continued the way we were going in the first half, we would have ended up eventually scoring. But I do, like you said, that that was the right change, bringing Pritchard on. It brought that little bit of extra, not finesse, but like accuracy with the passing in the final third, which is pretty much what we lacked. Um, but also give the freedom for Clark and I can't remember, was it Roberts on the other wing? Um, Clark was on the left and Roberts was on the right. You could see th those two players noticeably drift out further wide like they were, they were hugging the line a bit more and they were looking to burst past one or two players a bit more freely because i don't know they, they just knew that that pass was going to more likely come in a bit more smoother to where they needed it i don't know if it was i, I can't really say that they was it equa that came off for him or was it, it was somebody else wasn't it who came off for him uh sergan dennis sergan dennis yeah, sergan um, so we changed up completely, didn't we? Because Dennis Serkin was our um, left back, right back, left back, left back. Yeah, well, uh, and we went back I to was, a back I three. Was, I was saying to see what I was actually looking to see what Morbi said at the end of the game, and Serkin came off actually because he um, he picked up an injury. Uh, that's why he actually had to come off. So it was a false change, but it worked out for the better. <laughs> that yeah, like I said, uh, string of luck doesn't doesn't go too far away if um, if it's supposed to be your day, I guess. Oh. <laughs> what did you, what did you think of Gooch going uh, into centre back? Um, I, it's not his natural position, is it? But um, if you keep a clean sheet and you put in defence, you've done your job. 
Um, it might not be the prettiest of jobs, but he put his body on the line when it mattered. Um, I think he was a little bit behind the pace on occasion, but yeah, he did, he did his job well, mate. Um, what about you? I'll Uno I'll, I'll reverse card that to you. <laughs> I was actually blue. Uh, I was actually off of the moon for him, actually. And t- to be honest, I actually thought that our crowd works uh, mm-hmm. with the game, actually, because to me, it it actually looked like an actual home game. No, it didn't look like a home game, mate. I completely disagree with that. Our home games this season, we've been shit. <laughs> we've been bad. Sorry, sorry, YouTube. Sorry, sorry. We've been we've been pretty poor at home. Our away form is what's put us in the position to be in playoffs. Um, so I I disagree with that. But it is it is definitely we did look like the better team on the day there. Um, either way, because yeah, um, I didn't like it actually. Because at the end of the game, they actually wouldn't let our fans out at first. Um, what the police and the uh, security? No, the 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 security actually. Yeah. Because uh, they were playing the uh, Wise Men Say, which is I, th- I think it's one of their songs they come out with. Got you. Okay. Um, and as, as soon as their players walked around the pitch, <laughs> um, to say the, yeah, thank you for the support this season. Uh, our supporters have actually laid out the ground. Yeah, I I don't think any of our fans were gonna run home after this game, were they? They were they were they were gonna celebrate the moment with the players on the side of the pitch, and yeah, um, we earned that on the day, I guess. Yeah, uh, Acacia's the <laughs> popped into the chat by the way and says, "All right, lads, I'm so 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 laughing at this three nil Peterborough." <laughs> uh, so um. Yeah, League One playoffs are happening right now. Leg one for the Peterborough Sheffield Wednesday game. And uh, yeah, let's hope we do that as well because Peterborough are the team that finished sixth, right? And Sheffield Wednesday were uh, third, which puts them. Uh, they were about 20 points clear. So it, it does show that league position when you go into the final um, playoff matches doesn't really mean all that much um, it's how you perform on the night so Peter were doing the job against Sheffield Wednesday I know it's like completely separate to what we are um, separate to Sunderland and, and Luton but it proves it is possible you don't actually have to finish top of the well third place to win the playoffs that's the whole point of them right it's a one in four chance and we're in with it now um, so we'll t- should we talk about the goals themselves? <laughs> uh, first goal was from Diallo. I'm a Diallo. I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember where it was. Bottom it- left. Bottom left. He, he shot from. In. I believe yeah. it was outside the box and went in. Bottom left. The keeper just sat yeah. there, didn't they? He didn't. Yeah. To be so fair, like, what can you do against us? that, though? Uh, against us. Sorry. Did you notice who was in goal against us? Yeah, Woodman. <laughs> Freddie Woodman. <laughs> Freddie Woodman. Why, why is that funny? He, <laughs> he had one of the lowest ratings in the entire game. Oh, the keeper? Yeah, no, well, yeah. no, no doubt really, because like, two of two of those shots I think were saveable, like very, very saveable, but he just stood still. Um, he stood still. They well placed. They were definitely well placed, mate, but like... If a keeper decided to like move half a yard forward and close down the angle, they're getting the foot on it most of the time. Um, you know, the second and third goal, uh, I know Pritchard got the second goal, but Clark basically had the running down the left-hand side for the entirety of that that spell. And yeah, Preston didn't know how to handle him. Because the, first, the second goal, Pritchard's... Pritchard's goal. Um, he cuts in, and he looks to go to the shot, but then sees Pritchard in space, and Pritchard like takes like half a second to maybe to a whole second, and um buries it in the bottom left corner. Um, and the keeper's just rooted to the spot. If I can find it, please. It, I'm trying to find it now. If if you can watch it, right? Watch the second goal, but then is it the first or second goal? Watch Joffe's celebration when when we score. Um, so if you pass, if that's extended highlights, I don't know how far through the game is. 
Um, but if you if you watch Joffy, um, his celebration after one of our goals is <laughs> is hilarious. Um, yeah, it's this one. I think it's this one. I think this is the Ahmed goal now. Yeah. So look at look at number twenty eight. Like just the goal aside. So Ahmed just um, bang. Gets oh, so but look at Joffy. Look at Joffy. Look, look at Joffy though. <laughs> <laughs> just in the middle. He just like <laughs> dry humps the air. It's it's actually hilarious. <laughs> Uh, Robert dear, welcome along. Free one tomorrow. Free one tomorrow would be That'd nice. Be great. Yeah, like nobody spotted that. By the way, I, I was just like, I was editing them going, oh, that's a weird celebration. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so what I thought was funny, little answer about the goalkeeper. Uh, Freddie Rudman actually is an <laughs> ex Newcastle goalkeeper. That's why it's funny. I don't, I don't, I don't pay attention to academy players, mate. Yeah, to be honest, God, that shot got though. First, fans. like he took a his first time, just banged it top left corner. Like he, the keeper's not saving that. Not a chance. Yeah, no, like like he goal. was fully stretched and he didn't come close. This it's, will show a better angle. That's that's proper like, curlers. Like he died. Oh, doesn't even get like, his fingertips just to un, it. Like oh. it's just under the bar. Like oh. it was such a good shot. I'm so, that that fan celebrating. Rewind it a couple of seconds, bottom left, bottom right. Oh, there you go. The crowd, is, is, that, is, that, is that you, Paul? Yeah, just watch. No. Is that You'll you? Find Acacia, on that. Acacia was there too. Yeah, um, Acacia was actually at the bottom. There you go. Do you think we'll make the final, says George? Um, we, we're talking about the Preston What's game it? now, but um, in short, yes. <laughs> Uh, I just think we need to be winning at home. Away from home, I think we've got the better hand against Luton. But going into that away game uh, for us would be um, ten times better than uh, like with a with a lead with a one nil two little lead. It makes it that little bit more comfortable, right? Because uh, it sounds a bit weird, but like using last year's playoff route as an example. When we went up via the playoffs and beat um, Sheffield in the playoffs, Sheffield Wednesday again getting beaten in the playoffs, the first leg is what won it for us. The second leg, we rescued at very last second. But our first leg, we were miles better um, in, in that game. So I think, yes, I just I don't think it's going to be a goal fest. A lot of people might want like four, um, two, three goals, but... It's gonna be it's gonna be a very this tight defensively. Goal. Yeah, this is Pritchard's yeah. goal. So yeah, Clark. Clark. The, yeah, the keeper. Yeah. The keeper did nothing. The keeper's there. not saving that. He can't do it. He can't. Yeah, uh, he's no, from he's, he's Croydon in London. Woodman isn't from Newcastle, says Akish. He's from London, but yeah, he used to play for the magazine thirteen fourteen. Yeah. Um, it's at the bottom of the stadium. If you have Twitter, <laughs> if you look. If you have Twitter, I've got a black coat on and the sun and red and white scarf around my neck. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the second goal, really well placed. It's through a ton of bodies. Pritchard just hooks it and we just went, let's just go and enjoy the game. Why not? And then that obviously works because it, it took to like the 83rd minute for Blackburn to get their uh, fourth goal. There we go. Uh, so yeah, in, clock, in, clock, in, rather bang, than passing, placement, absolute beauty. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was gorgeous. Yeah, and that's why I think sometimes doing goal of the year, goal of the season, all of those reward, all of those awards, a little bit premature because the season isn't over yet. There's still three games, not three games, five games go to go. Um. And speaking of which, who do you fancy from Borough or Cov to make it through to the final? Um, if you're going by momentum, it's Coventry. If you're going by momentum alone, it should be Coventry. Whoa. Did you? There you go. Okay. Um, yeah. So, 3-0, Sunderland, the deserved winners, I think. Um, creeping into it on the last day of the season. Um well, I'd actually I, say you and Coventry have momentum. You've won the same amount of games in the last five. Yep. Um, Middlesbrough losing the two and drawing their last one. Um, that was so the win. It goes five five to one. So it's um, what's it called? It was, their most recent result is the draw, obviously. So it's to the right. 
on your on your stats. Um, and me mum had a leopard coat on. She stood on the seat after the game ended. Oh, okay. I'll I'll have a look. If you got if you got um if you got screen grabs on Twitter or something, uh, let me know. I'll uh, check them out. <laughs> this is a little bit all over the place, but the, the the Preston game itself, I think. Even if we didn't qualify for the playoffs, I think that would have been the perfect send-off for the season. The fact that we've got three more games now is just... Yeah, n nobody would have, would, have, would have had that on um, at, the end of the, at the start of the season. There's absolutely nobody who would have done that. Um, but I don't think... We've, we've got six and we finished sixth, which is literally, statistically, <laughs> the best championship... Um, newly promoted team into the championship since Bournemouth in 2014. Not Bournemouth, Brentford in 2014. Um, ever since then, um, Millwall finished in eighth, and I think somebody else finished in tenth on the same Millwall season. But yeah, not many teams come up into this league and have such a high flying return. Um, you just got to look at Wigan, who obviously back down, or at least we're not Wigan. <laughs> and um, Rotherham's Rotherham's season is exactly how everybody expected our season to unfold. So there we are. Look at how many fans are there, man. I know that's gonna be impossible trying to find you. <laughs> how do how do we find you? Beyond she the said in chat, hang on. Yeah, I was at the Black bottom of the on with a. Black coat on. That's that's not that's not Black unique. Black coat on, which is like the entire people. <laughs> Someone red and white scarf. That's also quite a lot of people. Uh, but it could also be because that's only a third of the fans. Where are you, yeah. Paul? Where are you, Paul, in relation to this? Oh, I, I doubt you'll see me. Are you, are you in the Are you in the right rafters? The very back. Okay, you're the one who's you're the one who's smacking the uh, metal boards and making that bloody noise that everybody hates. Oh, I wasn't that far back. <laughs> can we see you there? Can we see you there? Wait, wait, there's the yellow. I can see some. Um, I'm. We're looking right at the front. She said, "Yeah, she said her mum was wearing leopard print." So I'm trying to find leopard print. <laughs> but like, I'm trying to find fucking, you there. Fucking Twitter's compression is so shit. I was actually pleased I was at the back as well because it was really. Yeah, but you want to get. There was flares and stuff, weren't there, as well? Which, again, I don't like being, people bringing flares in the stadium, but um, if the it's. Is, some of our fans were sat in. The, some of our fans was actually sat in the home end. Yeah, because to, be to, to be fair to Preston, they had nothing to play for in this game. But two weeks earlier, they did, so. The fact that they still kind of rocked it out, man. What the? What are you doing? Oh, can we see Paul? <laughs> <laughs> your purpose? Just, just look for a man in a, a really obvious hat, like a, a cap that is trying to hide from the police, Jason Bourne style. <laughs> uh, I'll send a private. Thank you. No worries. No worries. There you go. I'm getting, I'm getting a private screenshot of of where where she was in the stand. That's good. Um. Yeah, so Preston game aside, uh, the other results actually went our way. Like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, um, Middlesbrough and Cov drawing 1-1 I think is really interesting because that cemented them two playing each other three games in a row. First, The first one being a 1-1. Like if Middlesbrough beat them, they would have, poten they would have potentially kicked um, Coventry out of the playoffs completely if... Um, Millwall won their game, but do you know what? Like, fair, fair play to fair play to them. Um, Coventry, I mean, um, on not being in the second half, they took the early lead and barring a, a, like a little bit of high pressure, but a little bit of luck as well. Middlesbrough leveled it up seconds before the half time whistle, and that for me is. Where the game died, um, and I think statistically it's it's probably the, the same as well. Um, but that momentum for Coventry getting the early goal should like drag the 
favour, I guess, the, the, the momentum again in Coventry's favour to beat Middlesbrough in the first leg at the very least. So I'm backing Coventry to win the first leg. It's just by how many goals. Can they do what they did last time around, get an early goal or get a goal in the first half an hour or so and then hold out for the rest of the game? Because if they go into the second leg with a 1-0 lead, I can still see them defending for another 90 minutes and do do completely fine for that game. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> my point being, if Coventry score first, I think they've won it just based on how well they can defend thereafter. But if Middlesbrough go ahead, I can see them leaking goals after that as well. So, I'm edging Coventry in, in, in their leg. Um, what about you, you boys? Um, Cabby, are you there? Three, two, no. Nope. Okay. okay, cool. No problem. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we've gone through the the um, Coventry Middlesbrough game. Who are you favouring in that match? Or oh, that that two the two legs. Um, Coventry. Are you, are you on the same milk as me then? Take an early lead, I, I, or do you think they'll just come back? I think Coventry will win the playoffs. I think they're a very strong side. Um, I think Coventry will, will, will brush Middlesbrough aside, to be honest with you. That's a big shout, considering the way Middlesbrough got that goal, I guess. Um, I the, there's just something about Coventry. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of put my finger on what it is. It's just There's just something about them. Is it a nice kit? Because their away kit is really good. <laughs> <laughs> I have a kip off. Their wicket is kip-off. beautiful. Their wicket <laughs> is really, really nice this season. Is it because I don't of think that? I've seen it. I have to have a look at it. Uh, they go. No, I, I just think Coventry is one of the best sides we've played. I mean, they the Tokyo played us at their ground in the league and they won two and out. And I don't know. I oh, just think they're a very, very hard, hard side to beat. Yeah, I, I think if you look, I, I don't know if you've um, there's a. A video that goes around that shows you like after every match day like every full games every full set of games it shows you like the league table after that so if there's one game on a day it'll show you that that just that how that one result impacted the league table if you looked at this league table uh, mid-october coventry and middlesbrough were in the bottom five of this league so it shows you how how well they've recovered and how well they they performed just before the World Cup break and then like building that momentum when the World Cup finished. So um yeah again like Coventry have just stepped it up um in the two final two thirds of the season I guess and they are a bit of a threat. So I, I understand why you you put them as favourites. But to the same ilk, I think Sunland have been very, very consistent throughout the season. We've had brilliant games and then, like, an absolute wounder. Um, case in point, that 4-2 that against um, Burnley. Then we go on to a good recovery run. Then we play against Stoke City <laughs> and lose that one 5-1. If, two, one. Two legs, if the two legs are both away from home, um, suddenly mm. we'll be playing like, I'll tell you now there will be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so do you think that actually goes in our favour, though? So if we at least are not losing going into the second leg against Luton... We should beat them from away from home. Do you think that's? I think it's massive, massively important. I mean, everybody's going on about forty-six thousand or sellout stadium and all that. Um, totally got the blinkers on, thinking like, well, we shite at home. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so we won. Don't be surprised if we didn't get beat two or three nil at the stadium and like. But it's massively, massively important if we don't concede at the stadium and like because we're on fire away from home. Like we really are. Yeah, do you know what I also see this this first leg being though? It's the potential to recover from that Watford draw. That two two game against Watford, I think, was a, an absolute damp squib. But for our home, see, like to end our first return to the championship, that two two result felt like we'd lost our chance to get in the playoffs. But um, yeah, we've got the back games. You know, the Huddersfield game was really, really shoddy by Sunderland. And- Mm. Um, and same with uh, the Watford. It, it's funny because when we play at home, it's like a completely different side. It's like we're playing five a sides. Like the, the pitch seems smaller. We can't connect with our passes. 
Um, yeah. We seem to be running on treacle. I, I can't understand. Well, you, you know, you, you've said it many times it's, it's the pressure of the home fans and stuff. But yeah, you know, that, it has to change because it isn't good enough. I mean, if if we don't get through the playoffs, then we have to improve our home form to make sure we get a chance of automatic next season because it isn't good enough the way we are at home. At home, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. At home, when there is huge. Um, <laughs> improvement to be had for next season, regardless of which league we end up in. Um, we can talk a little bit towards the end of, once we've gone through all of the our playoff um, predictions and, and conversation around that, around our hopes for transfers and, and where we need to recruit. But um, before we do that, um, George has firstly said in the chat, Coventry are the least favourites to win according to the bookies, which, again, I think is mainly due to who they're playing in the first two legs. Um, but yeah, um, Paul, what, what are your thoughts on the Coventry-Middlesbrough leg? No. Uh, I'm actually thinking that's it. That's right. <laughs> no worries. So, um, they drew that. Obviously, they drew that one-one game. Uh, that was that a Coventry or was that a Middlesbrough match? That was a Middlesbrough. Uh, am I right? Am I right in thinking out of like if you just go head to head against everybody in these playoffs, Coventry are actually the only team who. Have picked up the picked up the most points against each of these teams because we picked up two against two against Luton, three against Borough, and how many against um Cov? One. We drew the first game and we lost the second one, right? Is that Sunderland Coventry? Is that did we lose our second game against them? Yeah, we uh, yeah, yeah we did yeah we did Feb Feb we lost two one at Coventry but we uh, drew one one at the start of the season at the Stadium Light so yeah um, head to head in these playoffs the fact that Coventry are the least favourite but they've gotten the most points in the league season from these games is a bit strange oh Yikeres um, yeah Yikeres versus Akpom who are you more af <laughs> not afraid of but who who do you think is most likely to um, steal the show in the in their two legs. Yeah, I'll go say Coventry. Coventry and Yakeres. Yeah. There you go. Uh, confirmation. Coventry haven't uh, lost any against the playoff teams. Four from Borough, four from Sunland, and two from Luton. So, I don't know why Coventry aren't the favourites. To be honest, but. Um... I don't know. It, maybe it's maybe it's just bookies being bookies, and they want to get as much money from people as possible. <laughs> Who knows? So you think Coventry's going to go through that leg? Um, how about yeah, the other? No, I think they're going to go through it. How about the other leg, the other side of the semi-finals, us against Luton? What's your what's your thoughts around that? Uh, well, it's interesting because, um, well, occasionally I'll tell you, uh, we actually had a uh, Luton fan on RWA Productions last night, mm -hmm. and uh, he actually said actually he didn't actually want Sunderland in the playoffs. Yeah, because um, he'd much prefer who Millwall. He he didn't say who. <laughs> yeah, he just he just said he he didn't actually want. Uh, Sunderland actually in the playoffs. Why? Uh, is it because they didn't beat us? I I, I don't understand that because yeah, the two one ones. It's two stalemates, right? It's two two teams that are very evenly balanced coming up against each other. So maybe maybe he's just a bit nervous around that. But again, like those two games have happened with completely different squads for us. Um. We've had that many injuries that we've changed up our formation a couple of times. We've changed up who's playing, but um, yeah, that's an interesting comment. At least, what what were your thoughts? Not the not the Luton Town fans' thoughts. <laughs> uh, to be honest, I actually want a positive result. Uh, the uh, Stadium of Light tomorrow. I actually take it into Tuesday. 
Perfect. That's what I want to hear, mate. <laughs> Happy years. Um, so you think first leg is school in Sunderland with um, second leg? What do you reckon to that? Is it going to be all Luton or do you think Sunderland are just going to play defensively if we do go into the, the second leg with a lead? Well, uh, I actually said abroad. I think we'll the way our the way our waveform is. Mm-hmm. I can actually see us win that down there. So as long as we don't lose our stadium alight match, you think we'll go through to the final? That's a that's a good take. I like that. Um, GS edits welcome along. It says out of the other three teams in the playoffs, who do you reckon will be most likely to beat at home or away? So. Here's my ten cents, and then I'll ask Dov with with his stats in mind, um, what he what he thinks. So I think home leg against Sunderland Luton. I think it'll be a a one one or a nil nil draw. Away from home, I think Sunderland will probably win that one, either one nil or two nil. Um, Coventry and Middlesbrough. Coventry at home against Middlesbrough, I think, will potentially be a one nil Middlesbrough win. And then at the Riverside, I think Coventry will be going into that needing to win so i think they'll probably absolutely go guns blazing and go maybe like 4-1 so um i think the riverside fix the riverside fixture is going to be a lot more entertaining than the what whatever it's called the rico arena um whatever the the coventry stadium's called nowadays um that'll be a bit more cagey and a bit more reserved but second legs it's going to be yeah really entertaining so based on those two results it'll be a sunland coventry final and <laughs> it's a flip of a coin. It's going to be maybe a one nil or a one nil game or a two one game. But we haven't had a good history in knockout stages against Coventry, especially over recent years. So I'd probably I'd want Sunderland to win, but I'm probably just going to say Coventry are my favourites to win the playoffs as well. There you go, Mister Statman. Hello. Mr. Dove, what, <laughs> what, what's your perceptions of the, the Coventry leg first and foremost? And then, um, so I think Coventry are probably going to win. Um, I think they've got, they got momentum on the sides. The last three games, they've won twice, drawn once, and Middlesbrough have lost twice and drawn once. Yeah. Um, and I'm a big fan of momentum. So mm-hmm. I think Coventry probably will win. Um, it's just going to be a case of, you know, I know many. Seeing how the games go, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at goal difference, Middlesbrough got well over twice the amount of um, goal difference the Coventry has. But um, yeah, yeah. Um, Middlesbrough have been one of the. I think they're the second highest scorers this season behind Burnley um, in the Championship. But defensively, there uh, is there Sheffield is... United have thirty four. No, not goal difference. Goal scored. Um, so yeah, Middlesbrough have eighty four oh, goals yeah. and Burnley have eighty seven. Yeah, they they yeah. score a no, lot, right. but defensively, compare the two of them, Middlesbrough yeah. have conceded more than Sunderland this season. We we've had we've had defensive yeah we've had defensive issues. So um, fact, considering all of the playoff teams, they've actually conceded the most goals between all four. Mm-hmm. So it does show you that defensively they are able to be broken down. If it is one yeah. of those, if it is like going to be KG, Middlesbrough are most likely to concede, then us, then Cov, then Luton. But maybe pressure and momentum is a, a thing we need to really consider, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I agree. So, yeah. Um, how about the Sunderland Luton side of it? Now, now you can um, see Sunderland the league Luton table side. as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, now, I can, now I've got the league table up. Um, I'm expecting Sunderland to win uh, tomorrow. Um, I think you're going to have home field advantage, and again, you'll have you have momentum. You've again won two out of your last three games, ending with a W. Um, whereas yep. Luton have only won once and drawn twice, so they're in a bit of a stale. Uh, they're a bit stale at the minute. Sure. Um, and you're at the stadium, alight. You're at home, so you have the home field advantage. So you have all the fans giving you momentum behind it as well. Um, I would expect maybe like a 2 0 win tomorrow for Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think for the second leg, it really depends how tomorrow goes. 
And can I also just add into there, by the way, if it does end up being Luton Town versus Middlesbrough in the final, so say none of our predictions about Sunderland and Coventry are, are, are correct. The fifth and sixth team don't beat the third and fourth. Luton Town did recent, like literally two weeks ago, beat Middlesbrough two one. So I think if it does, like if they, if you go by like just defensive records, recent yeah, recent recent results, the. Luton Town should be winning. Peterborough 4-0 up. <laughs> can, we, can we replicate what Peterborough are doing tomorrow, please? That would be fantastic. <laughs> Mate, if you score four tomorrow, then if you yeah. don't win playoffs, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> uh, um... Can you remember how last year's... last year's championship playoffs went? Is Three of the um, Luton Town finished in the playoffs last season, right? And they lost to Huddersfield Town, um, and Huddersfield then lost in the playoff final. But they actually lost, like obviously Nottingham Forest won the playoff final um, last year. But Luton Town crumbled in the playoffs, absolutely folded under themselves. They, oh god, let me. I think it was like six two on aggregate, something like that. You reckon that's uh, like a pressure issue? Like they just too much pressure for them? Potentially, mate. Yeah. So the playoffs. So where is it? Uh, Huddersfield Town first leg. Um, Luton Town won. Huddersfield won. And they lost one nil on the second leg. So I'm chatting shit. <laughs> it was penalties. It was penalties for Nottingham Forest against Sheffield United. My bad. But so yeah, um, two teams that were in the playoffs last season are in the playoffs again. Are not in the playoffs again. Um, Sheffield automatic. Um, Nottingham now in the Prem and Luton's there again. The only one that's fell off massively is Huddersfield. So <laughs> there's only really two trajectories from that. You either. Be successful, or you absolutely flop the next season. So, yeah, um, let's just hope we don't repeat what Huddersfield Town have done this season um, and and absolutely crumble. Um, God, uh, I'm just looking at the uh, the stats for the um, the, the the route to. <laughs> well, here's the other way as well. Last season in League One, obviously MK Dons finished third, and now they're relegated from from League One into League Two. So. Sometimes it is all or nothing. I don't think this is our all or nothing season. This might be the all or nothing season for Middlesbrough or maybe Luton. Because, I don't know, three three seasons in a row for Luton to finish in the playoffs and not make it would be a bit... Yeah. yeah. Big oof. Be big, big oof. So, big yeah. Um, what are we doing? Uh, what are we doing tomorrow? So we're doing the watch along on... My channel. I I don't know what you're doing, Cabby. Are you having it on your channel too? Are you going to the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. I'll be having it on my channel too, and I'll be obviously uh, joining you a lot as well. So sweet as a nut. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, Paul, you're going to the game. Yes, I, I'm going to be sending me head off. <laughs> yeah, fair. That's good. <laughs> He's gonna be bold by the time he game finishes. <laughs> He's gonna have no other hair left for Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just shit. And and twenty nine goals for Clark Harris this season. That's Peter player, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll be doing the watch along on here tomorrow. Oh, uh, fifteen minutes before kickoff. So that's five fifteen. Um. On that, you know, I can get the clubs actually ask the supporters to arrive at uh, ten past five tomorrow. That makes sense to me because it's um, it's obviously a big game. There'll be a lot of traffic. Lo- there'll be loads of just barriers to to getting into there. Um, but yeah, before we go into uh, winding things a, up, um, big display uh, tomorrow as well. Of what the, the is it the two black cat eyes again? The um, the, uh, the the group actually wants to do that, but mm-hmm. um, the club is actually unveiling a new flag display in the east end. Okay, 
I'm interested for that. I'll see what that looks like on uh, the good old television. Take lots of photos of it, Paul, and bring it <laughs> bring it down. Uh, Dean says another flag display. Um, but yeah, on that on that point, flares um, as well. Sorry. Yeah, what have we done for these Chef Red game? Uh, the flares on the side of the pitch. Yeah, when the players come out. Oh, we're we're, we're sanctioning some. Are you, say, are you saying we're actually where the yeah. clubs make bringing them, not not fans? Is that what you saying? Yeah, the, the, There's pyro. I think, the club, I think the club might do the pyros. You know, we done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first leg of uh, at the Sheffield Red game. Yeah, that's good. I I don't mind that. Um, we did it for the Watford game as well, didn't we? I felt it was a bit premature, but there you go. Um, Norman's brought up a good point, which I did want to bring up towards the end of the stream. So. Um, he said, how much influence has Ahmad had on our and other players just to raise their games at Sunderland? So the influence of Ahmad Diallo is, I think, pretty much very, very clear. That was... that that We'll answer that question, but also then I want to... I want, like, a couple of thoughts from you guys around what we need to do in the summer transfer window if we stay in the championship and... Or versus if we get promoted. Um, try not to jinx it too early because <laughs> we've got another one of these next week. We'll see where we're at, if we get Wembley tickets or not. So, yeah. Um, Cabby, do you want to go first? I'm a Diallo's influence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, it's, it, give him a sniff a chance on goal. Um, and he knows what to do, won't he? Uh, it's it's a massive, massive threat. Very important. He doesn't get injured, Craig. I might. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it could be. It could be vital. Uh, the slightest. I mean, if, if you look at that goal he scored against um, Preston, you know, yeah. it was literally first time rebound and he hit it first time. That oh, guy's yeah. got a knife goal. So, you know, as long as uh, Ahmad Diel is on the pitch, um, we've got every chance. So, so on that point, obviously, you're saying he is hugely influential to our current success. Oh. Uh... One... Not mass, not not mass massively because I think Sunderland, are, Sunderland are a, are a team. Like <laughs> the, the, I mean, I think Sunderland are the only t the only team in the championship that when they do score goals, the majority of their goals have been a team move. Yeah. Um. You know, they've they've passed from deep in their own half. They've kept the ball. Um. That that actually run the run with the ball to the opposition. It's like a red rag. To the ball, yeah. Like they let them, they let the opposition come to them right to the ankles, and at the last minute, they're passing the ball away. Um, yeah. It's a whole team effort. Um, so definitely not massively influenced, but he's definitely a weapon to have. You know, a good weapon oh, yeah. to have. Oh yeah, he's he's like a um, I don't know. Because there's been games where he has been off, and he's been like you know non-existent. I mean, like like. For example, like the Huddersfield game, you know, it's like he's, there's been times where, you know, he's, he's not done not done anything at all. Yeah. So the the analogy I was going to say there is he's the bayonet to the soldier's rifle. Like he'll provide a killer killer pass, killer goal, um, but he's not 100 percent essential to to make that that killer move. I mean, it was Pitchard that made the difference when he came on against Preston. It all changed. Yeah, he's he's the stock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dean says Ahmad had a slow start, but now he's great. Uh, on that on that point, though, mate, obviously Ahmad's going to go back to Manchester United and create a recruitment gap for us. Would you say we should look at putting in a full time offer for him, or um, let him go back and see where his career goes from there, and just keep an eye on him? Um, I'd like to see him at Sunderland again, but yeah, what do you reckon? I think it's going to be obviously massively. Gonna gonna swing it at how we finish or how we end up, even yeah. if we're in the Premier League or not. Because um, there's rumours that you know they want to want to try and go and let him go abroad. But you know, I mean, looking at his body language with Diallo, he actually likes playing for Sunderland. You know, it's oh, yeah. you know, it, he's he's tested scoring in front of full house, forty eight thousand, forty seven thousand, whatever it is, and you know, seeing them away fans at Preston. And he's standing right in front of that. Like, I mean, you you can just tell his body language. He, he likes it. He does like the club. So yeah. I don't think it would take much take much for him to persuade to come here. 
on another loan, it's whether Ten Hag would let him let him go. The Paul, you can you can um, chip in here because you said there was uh, some some rumours around Ten Hag having discussions with Mowbray or Speakman last week. Yeah, um, the um, Manchester United loan manager went to speak to uh, Tony Mowbray last week. Uh, actually, on Diallo, uh, Mowbray uh, apparently had a joke with the with the loan manager and said uh, we actually wish it was actually a two year contract, a uh, two year loan. Uh, if yeah, me too. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> you and me both, Mister Mowbray, but um. He will have to go back to Manchester United, but if he's not going to get any game time from, uh, if he's not going to get any game time from Manchester United, he's going to be put in the development squad, the under twenty ones or twenty three, so whatever it is now, in the Premier League two side. Why not put him, or why not sell him, or why not, um, why not look at loaning him out again to a club that he's eagerly, um, that he's eager to be at and happy with. It, it just, it's just a logical. Thing I think the the only point is, um, he has he obviously has ambition to be in the Premier League and starting for Manchester United. Um, if given the option, if he does start to become really successful, if we do make it to the Premier League, he wouldn't come to us. He would stay at Manchester United. That's that's my my only concern with him as a player. But also, what's the difference between our recruitment options? In the summer, if we stay in the championship versus if we stay, if we go into the Premier League, what is our biggest gaps for the Premier League and what's our biggest gaps for the championship next season? And as GS Ellis asks, if we don't get up this season, do you expect us to push for automatics next season? Um, yeah, it's a big open question, <laughs> I guess. Um, feel, feel free to jump in. Um, I would expect you to, yes. Yes. Whether or not you, whether or not you do, is another question. But I would expect you to. Yes. yes. So isn't that most? I think that's most teams' goals to try and push for automatic promotion. No? Yeah, to win every game is essentially what everybody yeah, wants, right? To win yeah. every game is the is the dream. Tim, it's it's not possible, but like, yeah, that's that's what we would uh, hope for. Where's the? I'm actually going to quickly look up what the. Hang on. What is the longest winning record? In yeah, in English football. Uh isn't it with Wrexham now? Uh technically they're not in English football yet, because they're in a national league. Okay. So in you mean the top four divisions? Uh in a, so no, the longest last... another longest unbeaten run is uh, Arsenal's Invincibles, right? It's not the longest winning run. Um... Just Google it. <laughs> I am. Give me a sec. Five longest winning streaks in Premier League history. There we go. That'll do. No, 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 no. <laughs> not asking about in in uh, uh, top flight English football because the Premier League's very uh, very very restricted to thirty-eight games. English domestic football. Here we go. Let's have a look, shall we? Five number. Oh, Foxy, refresh. Uh, most Four, titles is Manchester two. United. Master. Uh, Manchester City, 15 game win streak. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, it's he, he it says here it says most consecutive wins, 14, a joint record between Arsenal in the Premier League, Manchester United in the second division in 1904-05, Bristol City and Preston North End. In 0506 and in 1950 and 51. So 14. 14. It says Man City have accumulated 15 or more consecutive wins in 2017 and 2019. They went 15 games without dropping a point. Oh, oh. So that might be an outdated. <laughs> yeah, th this is this is a good one though. Um 100% on. home win records in a season. There are two for six clubs to have ever done it. On. Sunderland did it first in 1891-92. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, Liverpool did it next, the very yeah. next season. Uh, Bury did it in 1894-95. 80, 
Sheffield Wednesday in 1899-1900, Small Heath in 1902-03, and Brentford in 29-30. So it's not been done for over 100 years. No, no team has had a 100% win record at home in any given season for 100 years. That is a nice start to know. Um, so when it does happen, when Man City do that next year at the Etihad, you'll know it from here. There's, um, a, there's a funny there's a funny thing on here I'm just reading from the Love Supreme Luton Captain Tony Locker on yep. silence in this London crowd um, I think it'll be take some doing the game's on at half five and I think it'll be in the boozer from nine or whatsoever so it's going to be so tricky to keep them quiet <laughs> I mean he, he's not wrong though is he there's going to be some tipsy Sunderland fans in that stadium and can you imagine if they do if they are one they look oh, well lad <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sing it's just um, going to be it's just going to be it's just going to be like slurred speech coming out yeah me um, yeah to, to answer my question though boys um, I do think there's a slightly different recruitment strategy needed if we go to the Premier League versus if we stay in the Championship. One, if we stay in the Championship, we can continue with our loney emergency players, but look at getting potentially two strikers in um, and um, solidify some of the gaps that we have defensively in terms of injuries if Ballard, Bath, Sirkin, Anderson, all of these players start to get injured again next season in the Championship. It's not as difficult to replace in the Premier League. Um, if we go in the Premier League, I think we need to make some big money signings. Two main out-and-out strikers who've got proven records in top-flight football, not necessarily the Premier League, but um, um, Italian League, uh, Belgian League, literally any top-flight league and that's had Champions League football, but not necessarily like the Bayern Munich, the um, Atleticos, more like the uh, Portos or um, Leons of the world. So yeah, there's there's that. So that answers that question. <laughs> I, I've done it myself. Um, La- one, though, as, uh, what would you do with Jim Matete next season? I'd bring him into the fold, mate. We bought him. Mate. He's our player, right? He's he's gone out on loan. He's been very successful in League One for us. Then successful for another club in League One. We either take him on if we stay in the Championship, but if we get promoted, we sell him. It's as simple as that. If we get promoted, we sell him um, to a Championship or League One team that that needs that that player because um, I don't think he's Premier League quality ready. I, I think he's definitely he's cutting into the first team fold for cha- most Championship teams. It's as simple as that. Um, yeah. The, the the bigger question is, what do you do with Ross Stewart? Answer that one. <laughs> it depends if you sign his contract. <laughs> well, he, he becomes a free agent in two months' time, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. So I actually wish this. I actually wish the club would uh, sort his contract out. Put, put, uh, to be honest, put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. I think the payout is 100 million for winning the playoffs, says Elliot. So there you go. There's our big recruitment hope and drive from that. What? No way is it 100 million. Uh, let's, let's just put it. Prize. I'm going to quickly look at it. Prize pool winning. Because you don't get that much for winning the league. I think it's 25 million. Championship pool club will receive between 7 and 8 million from TV revenue. Uh, That's TV revenue. I want to know how much they get from the league, though. The finance section doesn't come. With it. The championship title winners receive one hundred thousand pounds. Thousand, yeah. While second place pocket are fifty thousand. TV revenue alone is estimated a minimum payment of a hundred million for Premier League clubs in comparison That's to Premier seven league, million though. to the championship. So it's yeah. a, it's it's a discrepancy of you're going to get a hundred million next year or seven million. That's the difference. Yeah. So yeah, it is worth that much, but it's not directly from the competition. It's from TV rights the following year. So yeah, that's still a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Um, I think if you get in the prem, yeah. If if we go to the prem, do we think do we think we should just throw the money whatever Manchester United want for Diallo? 
Yes. <laughs> well, it depends because if they're asking for if they're asking for thirty five million, no. <laughs> it's asking for say a more respectable like seven. If it, yeah, if they're asking for seven mil, I'd take it for seven mil. I wouldn't say I I would go, I think the highest I would go for Ahmed is probably like maybe twelve million. That's like the highest I would go. In current form, in current yeah, in current form, twelve mil is probably yeah. the highest I'd go. See, Amadiola for me has the potential to eventually be like Sessegnon. Um, you, he's he's young, he's fit, he's playing well. I think if he continues to play like he's doing, he will flourish. I thought you were going to start a new chant there, mate. Not going to lie. <laughs> he's new, he's yeah, young, he's young, he's fit, he's got a <laughs> he's got a giant. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't like that. He doesn't like when you do that, mind. Uh. Coming from someone who's played multiple seasons at the highest level, at my age gap, you sign for who you play the best under, not the biggest name. That's a good point, Stephen. Really good point. If he's playing the best football he'll ever play at Sunderland, stay here. But anyways, I think we've we've gone over the hour. Um, is any any points you just want to add before we wrap this up? That's because uh, did you see the um... no. What uh, Carrillo Drift has said to the Sunderland Echo today, actually? No, I've not seen. Uh, well, mate, I don't live in Sunderland anymore, so I don't see the Echo all that much. <laughs> what, what's been said? Well, uh, this has came from KLD. It's, it's actually in the back of the Echo. Okay. It said um, it has been another unforgettable season. Yeah. All associated with our club. We understand the size of challenge. Uh, upon returning to the championship and from players and staff to supporters, we stepped up and com- uh, and competed until the final day. Together, we now have an opportunity to yep. do something uh, unbelievable. Uh, but whatever happens from this point, I hope to share. Uh, I hope you share my uh, my pride in what we have already achieved this season. Only one newly uh, promoted club has registered a highest fin- a higher finish uh, in, the past, in the past de- uh, decade, and they are now an established Premier League uh, outfit. Now that is Brentford in 2014. Uh, Southampton got automatically promoted in 2011-12. So, um, yeah, we know Southampton are like this season. So, <laughs> Brentford, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, it's not- it's got a... Uh, uh, that is our that is our um, our ambition. Ambition. We have shown we have shown time and time again that this is anything but another football club. This is Sunderland AFC, and we will keep fighting till we so uh, to the end. Fair <laughs> me, I like that. Um, Mike, welcome along. You are up early if you're joining us tomorrow for the watch along. Uh, I'll see you at two thirty a.m. for kickoff. Enjoy your Saturday in Melbourne, mate. Uh, get plenty of bevies. Get a party set up. Um, get the, the the Melbourne Mackhams all all wound uh, wound up and ready for <laughs> a good game. Um, I shall I shall wrap it up there. I think um, there's more we can talk about next week, depending on how well our playoffs go or not. And um, have we done predictions for tomorrow? We, we kind we kind of oh, did. I, I we, said mine earlier. Yeah, we kind of did. But if you want to if you want to go through your predictions, I'm going to say Sunderland one one a one one draw tomorrow. Cabby prediction. Um, <laughs> my heart says three nil Sunderland, but my head's going to say three nil Luton. Um, I think we're going to have blinkers on. Um, too focused on a full stadium and an atmosphere, and forget like we're playing a third off top team who. Mm-hmm. I think it might have too much for us. Hope I'm wrong. Yep. Okay. Well, every game that Paul's went to this season, we've performed well. So, Paul, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the crowd is actually going to get behind the team uh, tomorrow, especially with the crowd we've got. So, I'm going to. Go, I'm actually going to go two one Sunderland. Yes, la. <laughs> I like that. I'm go with. I'm go with DJ's heart and not his head. I'm going with everything <laughs> you just said and Dove. What are you? I'm uh, gonna go with Tin Sunderland. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, 
on that. Mike's saying a 2-2 draw. Um, Acacia saying brilliant stream, as always, lads. Thank you very much, Acacia. GS, uh, I'm not stadium, but I mean, it, the atmosphere can be amazing. But as we've, as we've heard before, it, you can hear a pin drop when it's a very, very nervy game and some don't perform and so it can go deadly quiet as well, can't it? It can indeed, I think. It would be interesting because I know, I know we sold out, uh, sold out, and Luton is actually putting a lot of fans up as well. Yeah, let's get the money off the mitt. <laughs> what they do there'll, out of there'll us. Be a couple of, there'll be a couple of Newcastle fans in the home end. That's pathetic, man. That's pathetic. Like, Newcastle fans, go and watch your team, not our fucking team, you weirdos. Um, JS. Rent free. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, JS is saying 1 0 Sunderland. Uh, everybody bar DJ is saying Sunderland win again, so that's usually a good sign. <laughs> Usually, uh, or at least we're getting through it without a defeat. I'm going to wrap it up there, boys. I want to say thank you very much. Catch you on the next one. Um, ciao, ciao. See you tomorrow. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.